Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. I hope you had a great weekend with your uh, loved ones. Mine uh, wrapped up yesterday with uh, an air show. Kansas City air show is a lot of fun. Uh, Saw the Blue Angels fly. They were magnificent, as always. And also saw a uh, F-22, a couple F-22s. I wanted to see what $130 million, uh, uh, you know, did for my uh, for my money. They had a bunch of them lined up out there, you know. They were lined up just like, uh, you know, all the equipment Joe Biden left in Afghanistan. Just parked right there. <laughs> and then, oh, ooh, <clears throat> I saw a Harrier, a Harrier jump jet, you know. I uh, remember, uh, what was it, True Lies? True Lies with Donald Schwarzenegger. And he got into the Harrier, and he said, Dana, drop to me, I'll save you. You know, he's flying under the building, and Dana had the key to the nuke, and she's standing there, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, come on, Dana, let go, you, I'll save you. Yeah, that was the uh, a Harrier jump jet. Saw that yesterday. That was pretty cool, the Harrier. Uh, also, what else? If you check out my social media, and either Rob Carson or Rob Carson Show, I put a bunch of stuff up there. There was an MRAP vehicle I posed in front of. Got to climb inside of a uh, uh, an Apache helicopter, a Chinook helicopter, the two-prop helicopter. That was pretty cool. Uh, the two-prop helicopter is amazing. Each one of those blades is about almost three feet wide. And it is, uh, it is something else. And I'm going to tell you. You know, there are a lot of things you can do <clears throat> in, uh, in service for your country. Uh, you can become a politician, but nothing compares to uh, military service and the requirement of excellence that is absolutely necessary to pilot vehicles like this. It is, it is overwhelming to see the level of professionalism, no matter what pilot that I met and I've ever met in my life, and I've met many of them. When I was in D.C., I had the, the wonderful experience. I was able to fly up the Potomac in a Huey. Uh, because at Andrews, uh, they they have all the Hueys to evacuate Congress like they used on uh, January or on uh, uh, September the 11th. They flew in with helicopters uh, and evacuated. That's what they're there for. And I got to fly in a Huey right up the Potomac, about 500 feet above the Kennedy Center. Amazing, and they're just so good. And despite the uh, you know some of the bad leadership in our military, uh, Lloyd Austin, uh, General Milley, etc. Uh, there are just so many good, so many good people who are serving, and uh, and all they need is a good leader and a good president. So uh, I uh, I just want to thank all of you guys who are active duty for doing what you do. You don't get paid enough. 
You don't get paid enough. You're not appreciated much. And, and you veterans and you guys who uh, who came home injured, uh, America has your back even if Joe Biden doesn't. Absolutely, truly. CNN's Van Jones is a <clears throat> he's a what a communist. He says he's a communist. You ever notice that American communists generally are either hippies who uh, live in their parents' basement or really rich, entitled people who've never lived under communism? Academics like Van Jones who think that communism is the best form of government. And that's the oldest argument in the book. I remember when I was in high school, some of my friends would say, oh, yeah, you know, communism is really the best form of government because it makes sure everybody's equal. And I'd say, well, I don't want to be equal. I want to be better than you. And if I'm better than you, I don't want you and I to have the same job and you get the same benefits and get the same salary. Sorry, it don't work that way in my country. But Van Jones has been pushed out of his nonprofit. Yeah, he was praised as an extraordinary leader and handed $100 million by Jeff Bezos through his philanthropic endeavors in 2021. Remember that? Van Jones, the communist, who, who has not earned uh, really much of an honest living his entire life because uh, he's a communist, but he does uh, you know political punditry and everybody loves him because he's a leftist and he sounds real smart and everything, but every one of his ideas are morally and intellectually bankrupt. So apparently, he was uh, forced out rather than leaving. A subsidiary of Dream.org is also reported uh, laying off uh, staff despite Bezos Climate Fund, a separate three-year, $10 million grant. So several ex-employees said the group blew the money with little to show for it. With Bezos' nonprofit has not renewed the grant because they thought the money was wasted. Kind of like Black Lives Matter. Does anybody remember Black Lives Matter? Remember they painted Black Lives Matter in front of Donald Trump's hotel in Washington, D.C. before they drove him out of business because they're such giant flaming A, you know what? Quite a few people have questions about the fiscal sewership that Dream.org has had, according to C.C. Grant, the Dream's former director of government affairs. Spokesman for Jones did not deny he'd been ousted from the board, but said Van continues to work with the Justice Innovation Space and Beyond. Really? Has he done anything yet with $100 million? Or did it just go to the place that most Democrats go with it, uh, just wasted? Earlier this year, Van Jones sparked the backlash for suggesting the cops who beat Tyree Nichols to death in Memphis in January were driven by racism, despite all of them being black. Haven't heard anything about that case, have you? Yeah, apparently Tyrese Nichols there was a uh, was having an affair with one of the uh, the police officers who beat him to death with the girlfriend. I guess is what I heard, and I ever, haven't seen it in the media. Which means one thing: either it's not true or they're just ignoring it. I'd venture to say it's probably the latter. Uh, Jones wrote in the aftermath of the incident that black people are not immune to the effects of anti-black racism and that the narratives of police violence should never be as simple as white cop kills unarmed black. Society's message that black people are inferior, unworthy, and dangerous is pervasive. No, nobody says that but the left. That's why they insist on uh, uh, affirmative action and whatnot. They think the least. That's what it's all about. Only Democrats think the least of black people. That's just true. It's just true. We'll get rid of the police for you. Oh, oh, uh, George Floyd was beaten, uh, was, was, uh, died in Minneapolis. Let's get rid of Aunt Jemima. See what I mean? It's kind of stupid that way. <clears throat> 
Over many decades, numerous experiments have shown these ideas can infiltrate black minds as well as white. Self-hatred is real. So he thinks that the cops who beat the death a man in Memphis were driven by self-hate caused by white racism. Yet, do you understand why the $100 million is missing now? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. And then there's the uh, the economy. Now, you're being told that the Biden economy is great, that Bidenomics is great. You know that uh, it's a joke because, honestly, uh, the economy's terrible. I was thinking about this. You know, I do all the grocery shopping in the family. And, and you know, my son moved out uh, Friday. We got him in his own place. This is the last time I'm going to help somebody move. I'm just going to tell you right now. I ain't helping anybody to move. Although my daughter will probably need help. Okay, she's the last. Then I'm done. All right? But I, I do all the grocery shopping. And, and I was in uh, Walmart. I go to Walmart. I go to, I go to uh, Aldi. Went to Aldi this weekend. Uh, uh, sometimes I go to Price Chopper. Okay. Sam's Club. Costco occasionally. I look for, uh, uh, there's a place called Sprouts. It's a kind of a, uh, uh, they get my produce there. It's, it's, you know, great prices, by the way. And I look at all the prices and I say, really? The prices have only gone up 30% because if you believe that, you're high. Uh, the the tubs of sandwich meat that I normally get from Sam's used to be six ninety nine, five ninety nine for ham, six ninety nine, seven ninety nine for turkey. Went up to twelve dollars for turkey, ten dollars for ham. This weekend I saw them marked down a little to nine something for turkey, seven something for ham. So that's at least fifty plus percent increase. Uh, gas I filled in uh, filled up for. 389 it used to be 189 so it's gone up over 100% now on the gas uh, chicken breast so I used to be able to get on sale uh, no normal price was $1.89 a pound now we're on sale for 289 that's a 50% increase and if you don't do it on sale that's more that's a 70% increase I can go on and on I know this I keep it in track I know how much a gallon of milk costs I know how much toilet paper costs I know how much everything costs and I know it's gone up insanely because my grocery bill went from six, seven hundred, eight hundred, maybe family of four, to well over a thousand dollars, and that is, I still look for the yellow stickers. That's what I do. No matter what, no matter how much money I have, I'll be like Sam Walton. He drove his old beat up tr- pickup truck till the day he died, and he owned Walmart. That's probably me. But this is um, <laughs> CNN talking about. Uh, Mortgages, and that's another thing right now. Mortgages are going to be impossible to get, uh, and and you're going to find here very very uh, very soon that if you're thinking about selling your home and then buying another home, and you're in a mortgage at two and a half three percent, the new home's going to be mortgaged at about seven and a half and eight percent, and your house payment's going to go up a thousand or more. So there's that. And here's CNN talking about the home affordability crisis that, uh, uh, you know, is part of Bidenomics. It's combined to be the worst affordability crisis in housing that we've seen for four decades. You have sky-high relative, sky-high mortgage rates. You also have a lack of supply of homes on the market. Then you also have actually near record home prices, too. Combine all those things, you've got a triple whammy that's having a pretty devastating effect. Let me just show you, to your point, what mortgage rates have looked like over the last few years. Now, if you were lucky enough to lock in rates in August of 2021... And we did, by the way, for the first time. We had a good... We we bought in at the right time. Let's say your mortgage repayments was $1,000 there. Today, your option is paying double that, even for above-income, average-income families. That's going to hurt a little, don't you think? 
that's a huge whack. So you understand the problem here. Now, it's great, let's be clear, if you're a homeowner, but if the big American dream is to own your home, perhaps leave that money to your kids one day, um, that's getting further and further away. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. My wife and I got hosed with the, uh, the last mortgage tobacco, the... Uh, subprime mortgage debacle where the democrat played winners and losers and if you check certain boxes not only could you become the vice president but you could also get a mortgage you couldn't afford people in prince george's county near washington dc buying six hundred thousand dollar houses making 65k how well do you suppose that was going to end and uh now we've got the government uh we've got democrats in charge and the only tool that they have with regard to anything about the economy is raising and lowering the cost of money. That's all they got. And spending. And how well has that worked for you and me? Robert Reich, or as uh, Rush Limbaugh used to say, Robert Reich, former labor secretary under, uh, under uh, what was it? Um, oh, Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary, uh, Joe, Joe, uh, uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, he was his labor secretary. And then right after he was the labor secretary, what did he do? He went right back to academia where he belongs. Because if you can't do, teach. Uh, Robert Rich says that we have a Goldilocks economy. Yeah. He says this is the best economy we've had in 30 years. So you guys shopping at your groceries now? Uh, apparently, you're, uh, you're wasting your money because you've got lots of money because the economy is awesome. Joining me now is Robert Reich, uh, Robert Reich uh, former Secretary of Labor in the Clinton administration. This is uh, Joy Reid. She doesn't know his last name is Reich, so he calls him Reich. Yeah. He's a professor of public policy at the UC Berkeley and at UC Berkeley and co-founder. Wow, at UC Berkeley. Imagine that. Inequality Media. He posted an excellent video on threads explaining this manufactured Republican hysteria. Um, and, and it's great oh, it's manufactured Republican hysteria. To have you on, sir. Talk to me about this a little bit. You know, I'm going to tell my uh, my landlord, listen, uh, this thing about me not having any money this month to pay the rent, that is because of Republican-led hysteria. It seems to me that the more yeah. Republicans scream about drag queens and you know putting Prager U videos instead of real history in schools. It is okay. There, there you go. That's just an idiotic and ignorant and misleading statement from Joy Reid. But it doesn't surprise me because you know that's what she is. Cation to me that they want to avoid talking about Bidenomics because Bidenomics. Yeah, you, you went to those school board meetings because they're Dennis Prager videos and uh, and, a, and a drag queen showing up at a party. She working. Is that how you read it? I think that's exactly right, Joy. Uh, they are trying to deflect attention from the fact that the economy is great it's it's a it's the goldilocks economy i'll tell you i've been did you did you just spit whatever you were drinking out of your mouth because i almost did and fortunately i didn't take a drink watching or participating in economic policy for at least 30 years and i, I think it's the rumpelstiltskin economy because you're lying through your teeth call an economy that is this good but the american public uh, the republicans basically want to what do they want to talk about just because you had your uh, car repossessed i hope you know that this is a goldilocks economy what is that <laughs> they want to talk about critical race theory i mean i don't think most of the country really cares about this stuff but it is a deflection that at least among certain okay. people in certain now, now do you see how out of touch the elite left is in this country everything they just said there was false you are pissed off about crt you are really upset about sexuality and sexualization being taught in schools it's not uh, any type of hyperbole it's real and this is what's going to lead to your defeat in the coming election and the end of your Maoist revolution. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Mm -hmm.
He's one of my new favorite artists on Spotify. Name is uh, Hugo. Just just go Hugo and look up the song Bread and Butter. That's what this is. It's really good. I've been enjoying uh, a lot of new artists who are uh, really, really influenced by blues, folk. Um, it's pretty it's pretty cool. And, and uh, Hugo just rocks, too, by the way. Uh, all Americans are going to be urged to uh, by the Biden administration to get a coronavirus booster shot this autumn ahead of what it claims is a new wave of infections. Reuters reports that the uh, the CDC, uh, an increase in infections at hospital uh, admissions from the virus overall levels remain low. However, caution is urged. Moderna and other coronavirus vaccine makers, uh, Novax, Novavax, Pfizer, German partner Biotech SE, have all reported created uh, versions of their shot ready and aimed at the XBB. Point one dot five subvariant. Yeah, and you know what I have to say? Uh, take your booster and stick it. That's what I like to say. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, anyway, apparently this uh, new updated coronavirus vaccine uh, will be effective against the Eris and Fornax subvariants in humans. Doesn't that just sound like you should panic? We'll be encouraging all Americans to get those boosters in addition to flu shots and the RSV shots, according to a physician. Uh, if you're fully vaccinated, get one more COVID shot once a year. That's it. That's all you need. It's only going to be annual. Now, uh, for those of you who are just tuning into the radio station uh, or radio show for the very first time, uh, one of the things I like to do is make a point with humor, and I've got a great guy named Jim Gossett who takes my uh, ideas and creates magic with them. And this is what Mr. Jim Gossett and I came up with two years ago when they were doing vaccine passports and and, uh, people were getting fired for not taking the vaccine when, uh, you know, everybody should have had a choice. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. Still kind of timely. Joe Biden's stupid mandate. The The dumbest dumbest thing that I've ever seen. are pro-choice. I choose not to do it. Joe Biden's been in D.C. for going on 50 years. Never done anything. And now he's trying to bring us down, playing on people's Except fears. for make his family rich. I've seen a lot of folks in D.C. lie. I've seen a lot of pay to play. Oh, they're very rich. With Democrats, I've had it up to here. And now I got the guts to say, take your jab and stick it. I ain't taking this no more. We still got a constitution that's worth fighting for. I think we do. It's my body. It's my choice. Ain't that what the liberals say? Alice in Brooklyn, a- Alex in Brooklyn. Alex wants to talk about uh, Donald Trump skipping the debate. Hello there, Alex. Real quick, go yeah. ahead, buddy. Hey, Rob. Yeah, and and those people, you know, they're advertising the vaccine still, which tells yeah. you that they're expecting people to take it. And so, it's, uh, anybody at this point in time that's going to take another booster is a real schmuck like never before because. <laughs> 
it's not, it doesn't work. They said you don't have to take a yeah. booster. Why the hell would you do it? Or yeah. there are also people that enjoy going to the doctor because they're bored. So yeah. maybe they want to fill up their day and get the booster every day, and that's what it's all about. But uh, a lot of people talking about Trump not attending the debate, which I think he should not with Fox because they're not yeah. feared to him. But I think the real question is, Joe Biden, why the hell is he not doing the debate? And why isn't he being primary? The reason why an incumbent president doesn't usually have a primary a person, you know, running against him, uh, a typical person of his party, is because uh, it, the general election, the, the incumbent president stands the biggest chance of winning. Yeah. And so why mess up the chance? But with Joe Biden, you got 70 percent of the people in his own party, Democratic voters, saying that they didn't want him to be the of their party. And yep. so that, that shows you very clearly that he stands the, 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 the smallest chance of winning in the general election. All right. I got to run. Alex, it's a great point. Uh, he should debate. But here's Joe Biden in the debate. Yeah, that's what you get with uh, debating Joe Biden. They've already made up their mind. The Dem- Democrat Party's made up their mind. That's it. Coming up, uh, going to be sharing some new audio. Larry Elder appeared on the Charlemagne of oh, God radio show and you know i have respect for charlamagne the god for his success um charlamagne the god is um uh, and i've been doing this for a long time charlamagne the god is uh, uh one of the uh breathe uh, one of the few who breathe the rare air of a syndicated music radio show and uh so he he skews towards the lifestyle kind of the pop culture into the spectrum and when he is uh speaking politics and whatnot <clears throat> generally uh he's out of his depth Nothing against Charlamagne the God. It's just if you if you choose to be entertainment, uh, morning jock kind of thing, that's what you're going to be. If you dab into politics, most probably uh, what he does is he uh, he generally glad hands uh, those on the left and then goes after those on the right. That's just the way uh, the show is. You know, he's very left of center. He likes to say that he doesn't care. Bullcrap. <laughs> I mean, just please. I mean, really. <clears throat> Anyway, a couple of years ago, Joe Biden talked to him, and he said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And Charlamagne the God, supposed to be this great spokesperson for, I guess, the urban community, the black community, basically said, yes, sir, can I have another? And uh, Larry Elder uh, gave him a little what fur. And uh, uh, it was kind of very funny because uh, Charlamagne, fuck God, uh, said that he asked him if his inward... Uh, since went up, or I don't know what the hell, but he used the N-word, and Larry Elder just went to town and said, why do you support Joe Biden, and why do Democrats, why do black people even associate with the Democrat Party, considering their history, particularly that of Joe Biden? So I'll get to that uh, very shortly <clears throat> on the show. Oh, this is interesting. The DOJ is uh, apparently uh, accused of witness intimidation following a bombshell report on efforts, you know those two whistleblowers that came out a couple weeks ago, who came out and, and spoke for Congress, and, and the Sunday night before the Wednesday that they um, they uh, appeared before Congress, uh, Jack Smith uh, crafted an indictment of uh, Donald Trump, which was uh, dropped. I think it was on the Monday following. Right? Remember that? Remember that? And, and and do you remember this? That also when Hunter Biden went into the courtroom and and, uh, uh, and David Weiss was going to get him excused for everything that he's ever done in his life in a sneaky plea deal. Remember that? And and Hunter Biden's law firm contacted a clerk at the courthouse and said, hey, man, disregard all of that IRS whistleblower testimony from Wednesday. And the judge said, uh, she, she talked to the the, uh, the, uh, the clerk, and the clerk said, hey, yeah, this is what I've been told. And the, the judge, literally, I'm not lying, looked at the phone, called the phone number, found out it was Hunter Biden's law firm. I have no time to entertain either ors. All I have is we've got evidence of the most corrupt 
political family in charge of this country who sold influence to our enemies. It's very clear. And I am not going to sit here and get into these idiotic traffic circle discussions that you can't escape about, oh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, they never did, you know, they never talked to each other and watch each one of these things fall. But now it looks like Hunter Biden's legal team urged the Department of Justice to prosecute the two IRS whistleblowers, accusing the department of giving him special treatment according to correspondence obtained by the New York Times. Special Counsel David Weiss did not plan to charge the president's son with any tax crimes until after two IRS whistleblowers came forward, alleging illegal politicization of Hunter's case. In addition, the report states that Hunter's legal team were disgruntled at the IRS agents who affected the deal that fell apart in court last month, in part due to the allegations brought by uh, to light by the agents. So the DOJ decided they were going to go after the whistleblowers for sharing information with Congress. And that's what whistleblowers are supposed to do i told you we've got a bourgeois we've got a proletariat we've got now a uh, a bastille and now you know what happens in a revolution uh the heads of agencies get cut off not heads actually but just the agencies in washington dc the irs the doj the dhs uh, and vivek ramaswamy said he wants to downsize the federal government by 75 percent that's pretty big that's a, pretty, that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. This is John Kennedy uh, over the weekend, because, you know, there's, a, there's expected to be another, uh, apparently another indictment of Donald Trump possibly coming out of Arizona. Now, every indictment that comes out, I mentioned this earlier in the show, is another piece of evidence in a trial or an indictment of Jack Smith and others for conspiring to bring indictments simultaneously to affect the 2024 election. There's your case. What's the other case? Well, impeaching Joe Biden, of course. And we have ample evidence to do that as well. Yeah. Oh, by the way, according to the New York Times, four years into Weiss's five-year investigation, Weiss determined he didn't have enough evidence to charge the president's son when he went to the plea deal. So he had never planned on it at all until the IRS whistleblowers, and he phonied up these two weak-ass uh, uh, IRS tax uh, charges and the, uh, the legitimate uh, possession of a firearm after lying on a federal gun form that they dismissed while he was high on crack, which has sent probably thousands of people to jail in the past. This is uh, John Kennedy talking about the four indictments, soon to be five, presumably, of Donald Trump, and what fault are all they are. Trump has been indicted four times in the last five months. It's surreal. Politically, it's it's sort of like a zombie apocalypse. We're not talking about a door. Oh, my God. Is that John Fetterman? <laughs> driver here. He's a former... Joe Biden? ...in the United States, and he is a current... Dianne Feinstein? <laughs> He said, uh, this is the kind of stuff you'd see in a country where the Powerball jackpot is 387 chickens and a goat, which I believe is what the recent $1.5 billion Powerball jackpot winner got after taxes last week. Could be wrong. This is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about what I uh, uh, brought up uh, just a week ago about all of these indictments at the same time. They aren't individual indictments. 
this is a conspiracy for real well i'm sure arizona is next and just as stephen miller laid out this is a conspiracy a grand conspiracy by the democrat party to use the justice system at the federal level but also in the states using these state DAs, like in Georgia, Fonnie Willis, they'll use Arizona's, they're using New York's, and they're using this giant collaboration uh, basically to affect the 2024 election. This election is not going to be swayed by indictments against President Trump that are really uh, pure communism in America today. This election is going to be swayed with gas prices, food prices, inflation, and security. This is an attempt to steal the 2024 election from Donald Trump by trying to put him in jail. And they are overwhelmingly going to elect him in the Republican primary. And I'll argue that he will win the general election. Mm -hmm. Then there's this ABC Ipsos poll. Roughly half of Americans have no confidence in the Hunter Biden investigation. So believe it or not, I know this is hard to believe. Joe Scarborough and Yoko Brzezinski are having no impact on the discussion. I know. New ABC Ipsos poll, half of Americans lack trust in the Justice Department, will conduct the Hunter Biden investigation in a fair and nonpartisan manner. It's the latest indication of the failure of Attorney General Merrick Garland to restore faith in its department. There's ample reason for citizens to have their doubts. 1,000%. 48% of Americans not confident in the investigation. 32% expressed trust in the integrity and independence of the investigation. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that, you know, Merrick Garland, because you're done, bro. Merrick Garland, he's done. It's a matter of how much damage he can do in the meantime. But uh, this man will go down in history, after all is said and done, as one of the most corrupt uh, leaders of the Department of Justice in our history. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. This is uh, Matt Gates talking about the, you know, David Weiss, we heard about this too. Uh, Merrick Garland did, uh, basically is putting uh, uh, David Weiss in charge as a special prosecutor for Hunter Biden, even though he's been in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation for five years, including uh, not saying that he didn't have enough to bring any charges against Hunter Biden. Then he went to the judge in Delaware. The judge in Delaware said, you know what? I'm not going to rubber stamp this. Yeah. I'm not going to rubber stamp this. And then she looked at it and realized what a cover-up it was, and the deal collapsed in minutes. Here is Matt Gates uh, working uh, Friday night, filling in for Rob Schmidt on Newsmax. And he did a great job, by the way. He's not Rob Schmidt. Rob, you know, Rob Schmidt's my guy. But dang, Matt Gates lo- makes it look easy. Here he is talking about what a joke David Weiss is. But a special counsel has been appointed to investigate Hunter. Shouldn't that quell our concerns? It would. He was even appointed by Trump a talking point breathlessly promoted by the national media. Investigation was led by the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss. Who was was appointed by? He was appointed by former President Donald Trump. David Weiss, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware who led the probe, was appointed by then-President Trump. The probe was led by the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, who was, we should point out, appointed by former President Trump. Let me explain how the sausage is actually made with U.S. attorney appointments. Please do. The prosecutor must obtain approval from both U.S. senators from that state. Weiss hails from Delaware, where Senator Chris Coons is so lashed to Joe Biden that Politico called him Biden's closest Senate ally and the shadow secretary of state. Pardon me for not trusting the Hunter Biden investigation to the guy that Joe Biden's best friend called a dedicated public servant and an excellent nominee. 
I spoke with President Trump recently about this dynamic, and he confirmed to me that he was only presented with options approved by Delaware senators. Uh. They aren't sending their best, just their most loyal to them. There you go. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Matt Gates. And then, of course, uh, you know, we've heard this evolution. Uh, Joe Biden originally said that, you know, I never talked to any of my son about a business dealings, even though he flew with me to... To China in 2013 and came back managing a $1.5 billion hedge fund and he had no experience with it. But, you know, honestly, just because he went off without Secret Service agent and wrangled this $1.5 billion hedge fund as a crack-addicted prostitute monger, honestly, this this has nothing to do with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Here is uh, Matt Gates once again on Newsmax. I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And uh, I didn't realize he was on the board till after was after he'd been on the board. And at the same time, he has come forward and said it was a mistake on his part. To be on the board. Yeah, right. That became a difficult position to maintain as pictures showed up with Joe chumming up Hunter's business associates. <laughs> Should we even call them business associates at this point, or just bribe payers? I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. Key Biden insider Devin Archer told House investigators Joe Biden was the brand. That's why he knew to keep calling in to Hunter's business dinners. Uh, just real quick, the uh, law firms, anyone who's listening at a law firm nationwide, please call me and tell me how important it is when you are hiring an astute jurist that a history of cocaine abuse that got you removed from the military uh, and uh, lying on a federal gun form uh, while doing crack cocaine and videos featuring uh, women who presumably were trafficked country to country and across state lines for uh, sexual pleasure. Uh, Is that something you look for in a candidate to work for your firm? I'm just saying. Do you think that guy would bring in $50 $50 million from different countries around the world on his own. Do you, do you suppose that the crack addled here? Let me, show, let me show you the video. Yeah, this is when I'm here. This is Nikki. Her name's Nikki. She used the name Nikki. It's really uh, Stolishnaya, and she comes from Ukraine. Uh, yeah, this is me with her, and I'm doing uh, crack cocaine, starting cocaine off of her chest. So do you want to hire me? Uh, yeah, Joe Biden is the brand. Uh, it's obvious not only to uh, people who are in Washington, D.C., but the rest of us. Uh, coming up, uh, Larry Elder goes after Charlemagne Fagod. Uh, really, actually, it was a great moment. Uh, I, think it was a, I think it was a learning moment for the, uh, the cast members of the radio show. And, uh, and Larry Elder, uh, honestly, we don't, we don't spend enough time on Larry Elder. He is uh, spectacular, um, and we'll get to that in just a second. Here's a number if you want to call in, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I want to go to uh, Tony in Cockeysville. He says that the uh, AGs who are bringing all these charges against Trump are not a conspiracy. Hello, Tony. Welcome to the show. What's up, my friend? Good afternoon, Rob. Yeah, they're not a conspiracy per se. They're, it's, they're all doing the same thing, but it's like a hive mentality. And, and they're all integrated. Don't get me wrong. But I, yeah. when, you said, when you said it earlier, you know. 
Now, Tony, uh, fr- Friday, though, no, 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 Friday, uh, this, uh, this um, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name from uh, Atlanta, uh, she, um, uh, she was asked if she had talked to Jack Smith, and she had no comment on it. That's what originally, maybe Thursday is when that happened, is when I said, oh, she's not commenting about talking to Jack Smith. Uh, Tony, I disagree with you. This isn't, this is, these are five, four indictments coming down at approximately the same time. And by the way, go ahead, go ahead. Hear me out. Hear, hear me out, yeah. okay? Yeah. What came to mind was the scene from The Godfather, all right? When yes. Luca Brasi, if you remember, you know, sleeps with the fishes, he went to see Tataglia and Salazzo, and he's in the bar, and uh, Tataglia, all he did was give a look. He looked up. If you look real closely in the movie, he gave a quick look with his eye. That was the sign to the guy behind him to kill Luca Brasi. They don't say anything, but they're all on the same page. They're all doing the same thing. It's almost it's a hive mentality. They're all doing. Tony, I, I think, I think you're I think right you're giving them smart for that. I, that's where I think you're wrong. They're not that smart, Tony. Uh, if you look at the latest wow. indictment out of Atlanta, it's not smart. It's written like a first year no, socialist he's an idiot. I agree. With that. Uh, yeah, I agree. so they're idiot. not he's terribly not smart. With- Tony, I want you to listen to what Newt Gingrich said to Dan Bongino on uh, Friday. So what you're seeing across the country I'm playing it. is a desperate last ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness, uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. Oh, yeah. I think you, this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand. The people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law lie about any topic and manipulate the system any way they can and that includes a lot of the elite news media now dan you focused in the beginning on how they cheat in elections folks they can but nationally it's hard we won in 2016 2020 was a big freaking joke as you can tell (laughs) the only good news is a lot of these republican states that they're going to need to get to 270 electoral college have uh revamped a lot of their voting rules that are going to... There's that. But uh, he also said that clearly... This is uh, I, I, this is clearly a c- conspiracy, um, and they've been told. And, and he also said, but what he also said of the AG in in Atlanta, he also said that she had gotten her marching orders that day and said, "You come up with an indictment by tonight." That's why she did it as late as she did. So there's that. But Tony, I appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove. Randall, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Uh, yeah, just just kind of for a gag. Uh, what if uh, Larry Elder ran against Gavin Newsom eventually for president? Well, I'm not sure where that came from. I'm not sure if either would. Uh, certainly Newsom will be a, a candidate uh, eventually. I don't think he'll be a successful candidate. As far as Larry Elder is concerned, I don't know if he'll ever have the... Uh, who, you know, anything's possible. I think Larry Elder, though, when I'm, you know, I see Larry Elder. He's he's failing to really have a pulse nationally. Uh, he's pulling yeah. under one percent. I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just another, it's just another weird unicorn, unicornucopia, fornicatus kind of <laughs> situation. Yeah. I was going to say one thing about Maui, if, if yeah. it's okay. Uh, sure. Uh, this is a test of the emergency broadcast system. In the event of a real emergency, we're not going to tell you a thing. Yes, that's what it should be. Randall, I appreciate the phone call. Uh-
Uh, Elder, you know, he's a, he's an America First candidate. There's no doubt. He, Christy Nome, America First candidates. There are America First candidates that Donald Trump could choose from as a VP, and that's where I would see him, or possibly, you know, like they did with uh, with so many uh, uh, great people, make them a part of the candidate in the coming uh, administration. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Ah, hmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. The World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this would be the final hour of the show on this Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch much preseason football. I was moving my son out of the house to a new apartment. My daughter started her first day of college today. She's going to do a junior college. It's actually a wonderful uh, college near us. It's... uh, my son got a lot of his uh, uh, classes out of the way uh, at the JUCO before he went to uh, the University of Kansas, and uh, I, I'm just impressed with the school. In fact, the school that I'm talking about, it's in uh, Johnson County, Kansas. It's called JCCC, and it is, uh, I think, leading the way as far as what uh, community colleges can do. A lot of the times you're thinking, okay, JUCO, I'm going to go learn how to weld or whatever. And nothing wrong with welding, by the way. You can make a better living welding than as a radio broadcaster. I'll tell you that right now. I mean it. For the average uh, average uh, radio broadcaster in a market like the size of uh, Omaha or something, you you if you could make a hundred thousand uh, dollars as a custom welder, you know. So uh, anyway, she's uh, she's going there, and and it is uh, you know a typical kind of. Uh, we're not empty nesters yet, you know. We've still got a daughter for a couple of years, but it is, um, it is, you know, it's kind of weird to sit in the studio with the door open for a change, for the first time ever, knowing that she's at school and my son has moved out. It's, um, it's kind of, kind of interesting. One thing, and it's, it does go quickly, obviously. For those who've been through it, you know. But when I do go to playgrounds and when I'm driving by, I don't drive by playgrounds. You know, I'm not Hunter Biden here. Joe Biden wouldn't sniff anybody's hair. But is it in my area here? Or, or yesterday I was out at the air show and you got adults there with young children. It's just, it, was, it was just so sweet. It's just such a, it's such a wonderful and sweet time. And, uh, and the one thing that I would offer advice if you're a parent, uh, above all other things, is enjoy them. 
enjoy them. And, and I've enjoyed every moment of my children been alive, even in rough times. And there have been some rough times. And I, have I been the best father in the world? I wanted to be the best father in the world. Guess what? I failed. But I'm a pretty damn good dad. And um, it's just, uh, you know, one of those things. Uh, six California professors have filed a lawsuit against the state's community college system for mandated anti-racism, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. See, this is what a lot of these universities, and I hope this, uh, this uh, cabal of people in charge of higher education who literally force academics uh, by excluding them, <clears throat> by... Uh, blacklisting them for not agreeing with the uh, state-approved leftist curricula. This may be a, a way to change this, because honestly, uh, I've changed my mind higher education, and I would venture to say I, I was glad my son went to the University of Kansas, although the idiots there uh, put in these COVID protocols that wrecked two years of his life two years of my daughter's life. Um, but I would, uh, unless you have a real reason to go to a specific university because you know this is what your kid needs to do to succeed, I would strongly suggest not immediately just saying, oh, yeah, you got to go to a four-year school. Because what has happened in the last few years is we've seen the price of education grow 10 times faster than, the, the, uh, than inflation. And then you got people graduating with zero worthless degrees. I mean, with degrees that are worthless. And then, after all of that, you got people with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for a worthless degree, and we're supposed to cover the costs of their worthless degrees while we're working as welders. So, uh, higher education needs reform, or I'm not going to support four-year schools anymore. You know, I mean, I know you love to be your, your, maybe you're a Husker, maybe you're a whatever, and you should be if you, if you got your education worth there. And I'm nothing against, you know, I love me some college football. I'm not saying get rid of higher education, but it needs reform. Because right now, all it is is an indoctrination mill across the country. So the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression on behalf of professors accused California community colleges of forcing its educators educators to espouse controversial ideological viewpoints in the classroom. 73 districts, 1.8 million students. Their new diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility uh, rules force professors to endorse the government's view on politically charged questions regarding diversity, equity, and accessibility viewpoint conformity that compels professors to teach and preach the state's perspective while subjecting them to an array of overbroad, vague, and arbitrary requirements. College system rules forsake debate for top-down conformity, requiring faculty endorse contested concepts that they strongly oppose, including anti-racism, intersectionality, and whatnot. And it's falderall and nonsense. For instance, Bill Blanket is one of the professors suing California Community College. I'm a, he says, I'm a professor of chemistry. How am I supposed to incorporate DEI into my classroom? What's the anti-racist perspective on the atomic mass of boron? Well, if you think there is one, you're a moron. I just made that up. So they're beginning to fight back. And for all of you academics who like to sit around and, and talk about, you know, how Donald Trump is the worst thing in the world and communism is really the best form of government, honestly, you uh, generally only exist there because you're tenured and you are unchallenged intellectually. And whenever you are challenged, you end up looking like a buffoon, like Robert Reich or Van Jones. So there's, uh, there is that.
Larry Elder. Larry Elder is running for president. He ran for governor in the state of California, did not beat Gavin Newsom. He slammed President Joe Biden's long history of racism toward blacks during a recent episode of The Breakfast Club, leaving host Charlemagne, fuck God, a little bit stunned. Now, you may recall a couple years ago, uh, Joe Biden said on his show, if you ain't black, uh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Now, this is an old white man telling a very successful young black man, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And like so many people, uh, particularly media members of color, you generally just rubber stamp the Democrat candidate. Uh, Hillary Clinton appeared on a, a radio show. I'm not sure if it was Charlemagne, the gods or not. But they said, what do you keep in your purse? And she said, a hot sauce. And they go, really, you take hot sauce? Well, I don't know. Will that make you vote for me? That's, that's how Democrats are. But Charlemagne the God was, uh, was confronted. And Charlemagne the God thought he'd use one of these cute little monikers at morning show radio. You know, they come up with things like whatever alerts and all of this stuff. And, and he said that there was a, what was it, an uh, uh, inward wake-up call. And Charlemagne the God, he said, did you have an inward makeup, uh, wake-up call? And, and Larry Elder said, well, did you have an inward, uh, an inward, what, not inward, like looking inward, but the inward, you know, the one that I can't say or my career will be over, even though it's just rampant in pop culture and it's perfectly fine for some people to say it. And it's perfectly fine for white people to buy their records and watch their movies, but you can't say it yourself or you'll be ruined. But then and there that. So he basically said, that, uh, was talking about an inward moment. And, uh, and Larry Elder said, well, why didn't you react to Joe Biden when he said some of the most racist stuff on your show? Term a wake-up call? No. It is a- he asked Larry, you ever heard of an N-word wake-up call? Where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism. Oh, Have you ever brother. had any of Oh, brother. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. You think you've ever well, had I, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, mm-hmm. you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, uh, it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part. How dare this guy come in here and... Ins- Charlemagne, the God should have paid for this class. ...you, a black man, and tell you, you got to think a certain kind of way. I'm amazed that you weren't mad about that. Um, I didn't, I'm not going to say I, it upset me, just like I'm not letting you upset me. You know what I mean? I don't tend to get upset over things like well, that. But what I did say... Well, well you just not talk about, about a wake-up call, and it seemed to me that that should have been a wake-up call on your part, to have a white guy come in here, who also said, by the way, uh, about Mitt Romney, because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, going to put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't, any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. Yeah. He did not. Yeah. And he came in here and told... I don't think Charlemagne was paying attention to that when he was talking about Lizzo. You, you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It seemed to me that should have been the wake-up call for you, but it wasn't, apparently. Yeah, I mean... No- that's what they call a sick burn. Reckon I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Yeah, you are. You always give Democrats tongue baths, and you hold recover, and you and you give uh, you treat Republicans by a different standard. So you're wrong. They say you were. Yeah, I think both. I don't know what you are. I, I never yeah. even asked you about your party affiliation. Yeah, I think I'm just saying. You, but you lean left or black, and, and have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say uh, think a certain kind of way, otherwise you quote ain't black. Wow. How should I have replied to him? You think? What I just now said, how dare you insult me and tell me I I think as as a human being, let alone as a black person? I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how how I I should think? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And and if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? 
So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because they voted for Donald Trump? How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean, you're probably right, but I didn't take it in that way. As well, I, I did. Said, as I said to him in that moment, you know, it's just about me wanting... Wait, 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 hold on a second. If Donald Trump were sitting in that chair... And he said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. He never would have said that. He wouldn't have. But if Charlemagne, for God, wouldn't have done anything, what would they have called him? They would have called him a toady for the Republican Party. What are the other ones? Come on, say it with me. Uncle Tom, right? Wouldn't they call him Uncle Tom? Oh, heck yeah. Something for my people. And I want to know what is he going to do for my people. And not only for my people now, how are you going to atone for the things you've done to my people? Right. That's it. Right. And this is a guy, uh, Joe Biden, who, when he first got into the Senate, hung out with segregationists, talked about how well he, how well he got along with them, uh, talked about how he didn't want integration because of a jungle. Uh, this guy has made all sorts of insulting things to black people, and his policies right now are hurting black people. Inflation hurts the people at the bottom more than yeah, anything else. Yeah. Letting a bunch of illegal aliens under, into the border are hurting black people more than anybody else, as I said earlier. He's oppo opposed to school choice yeah. when he has his own kids in private school. Yeah. And we lost a year, almost two years of in-school education in California because because of COVID. I mean, this guy has done monstrous things to black people. And then for him to come in here and tell you how you ought to think of the black person, it blew my mind. Oh, that is a schooling right there. That's what that was. That was old school versus new school. That was, uh, wow, are you still supporting the Democrat Party kind of stuff? Uh, Larry uh, made a, a brilliant point. And the problem with the Democrat Party is they've been able to say that for decades without any issues. Now, Joe Biden said that because he knew he could say it. Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, because he could say it. Any other Republican, it would have ended their political fortunes. It would have been completely, completely over. And here's an example of just some of the things that Joe Biden has said that are incredibly racist. You're not whether you're for me or Trump. And you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. So you got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and clean, Biden recalling his early Senate career, bringing up two segregationist senators, Herman Talmadge and James Eastland, who called African Americans an inferior race. I was in a caucus with James O. Eastland, Biden said. He never called me boy. He always called me son. At least there was some civility. We got things done. The senators that he is speaking of with such adoration are individuals who made and that's kamala harris when she wasn't the vice president built their reputation on segregation the Ku Klux okay here's what it is basically um if you're a person of color in this country the democrat party has been playing you for a really long time there you go and if you don't believe me you can call me and i'll, I'll give you all the examples but I've told you this, and it, and it rings very true, and every time I do a public event where I'm speaking, I say that when it comes to particularly people of color in inner cities who are in the worst uh, state they've been in in our history right now, other than slavery, um, I would just say... You continue to vote Democrat, and what happens is they tell you they're going to do this, and they're going to do that, and they're going to make things better, and you're going to have better schools, and you're going to make more money, and you're going to get this, and you're going to go that. And then when you vote the day after the election, they get up from bed, they leave some money on the dresser, and they leave. That's what Democrats do. And now they're doing it with women.
because all they do with women, all they look at with women is they look at women as vessels for abortion. That's it. Don't believe me? Look at how they treat women, their leaders treat women, and how they bed down whatever constituency is politically uh, more popular. For instance, transgenderism. Let them compete with women in sports and ruin their careers, and Democrats are fine. You know why? Because Democrats think they have women in the bag. And if Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, they may literally, actually. Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm kidding. Let's take a break and come back. Bill in Columbia, you hold on. We're going to move to uh, Hawaii, Maui, next. This is The Rob Carson Show. (laughs) You know, this weekend as I was uh, moving stuff out of the house and all that, I was thinking about one of the first (laughs) interactions I had with uh, other parents my age and at the same stage of uh, development was, I think my son was probably a year, maybe 18 months old, and I was at a group of whatever, maybe it was at a uh, my son's preschool daycare. I don't even know what the hell it was. But anyways, I was I was with a bunch of no. It may have been three years old, four years. Yeah, maybe it was soccer. But anyway, I'm, I'm hanging around with parents, and uh, it was probably a soccer game or something. Fortunately, my son never developed a love for soccer. Thank you, God. Uh, and we're sitting around there talking, and I said something about somebody stupid, right? And I'll never forget one of the mothers said to me. She said, and she was very upset. She looks at me. And she goes, "We don't use the word stupid." And I looked at her, and I said, well, then what do we call stupid people? And she didn't respond. Um, Because, you know, uh, honestly, uh, if you can't handle being called stupid when you do something stupid, then, uh, you know, you're not going to do very well in life. Okay, and and honestly, I don't have time for stupidity. I don't have time for uh, stupid people. Like for instance, the uh, Chicago Alderman uh, Maria Haddon, a Democrat, recently boosted a proposal by uh, uh, the group Native Sons that is calling for the People's Ordinance because of all the violence and the murder and all the kids being killed and everything in Chicago and Barack Obama not saying anything about Chicago even though he lived there. And also Hawaii hasn't said a damn thing about that either. It's like he almost doesn't care. So what she's doing is uh, getting together with community work, and they are uh, proposing uh, that uh, 12 hours a day, people don't shoot their guns. The People's Ordinance calls for a ceasefire between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Protect the youth. No- Listen, this is where she gets all homey and, and uh, you know, all of this uh, kind of like uh, down with it kind of sounding language. Uh, the People's Ordinance, a ceasefire between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., Quote, protect the youth, no sliding while the sun's out. It's W-I-L-E. So either she's a complete ignoramus or she's trying to be dope, I guess. Well, she does look like a dope. And it was in all caps. So basically what they're doing is they're demanding that uh, you don't be shooting people after 9 p.m. This is uh, uh, typical of the left because they have this thing. uh, It's called Give Peace a Chance. Remember Give Peace a Chance? Remember that song, Give Peace a Chance? the 1960s, I was a toddler, and I thought, what a stupid song this is. Uh, you, you can't do that. It's sacred. It's awesome. We sing it never good campouts and stuff. No, it's a stupid song. You know why? Because uh, Kim Jong-un and uh, President Xi and our enemies don't give a schnikey about peace. And if you say, give peace a chance, they're going to say, okay, sure. And then when you turn around, they're going to shoot you in the back of the head. That's why we, we live in a cruel world, a very cruel and awful world. 
And if you think by just wishing something, it'll happen. Like, remember when the idiot mayor of Portland, you shouldn't use names like that. He is. Ted Wheeler, he decides he's going to go down to the courthouse where all these Antifa members are trying to burn down the building. And he is going to go down there because clearly the Republicans don't know what they're doing. And guess what happened? He got stuff thrown at him and he got thrown the hell out because we live in a very cruel world. And uh, when you bring up things like this, this is this this is an academic. Uh, we're just going to come up with this thing. We're going to do the people's ordinance, and we're going to demand that criminals stop shooting while the sun is down. Now, what does that say to the people who are committing the crimes? The same thing that a uh, a sign entering your business says no gun zone. It says, A, we don't have guns. And B, if you do, you're going to be able to murder us or do whatever you want, and we won't be able to stop it. That's the stupid that I'm talking about. That is the stupid I'm talking about. Oh, and then there's D.C. D.C., where I used to live for 12 years, and I wouldn't live now because Maryland is insane. Love the state, love the people. The government is out of its nut. 166 homicides this year. 27% increase over the number that occurred last year. There's your Demo- Democrat policy. There's your stupid. And it runs rampant in the Democrat Party. We will get to Maui, I promise, including the mayor who had no idea even how many children are dead or missing. But first, we'll talk to Dick Morris, and that's up next. Don't go anywhere. I have just been told that Hurricane Hillary has been downgraded to a tropical storm in California. But that won't hurt the uh, the, uh, caterwauling from the left that it's caused by global climate warming change, including, uh, who is this, Uh, uh, let's see, Uh, a new, another GOP, or a, a, a Democrat, Representative Blumenthaler says, I refuse to accept the people choosing between burning alive or jumping in the ocean for hours on end is the new normal. This is a crisis. We need to treat it that way. Uh, Declare a national climate change emergency. Uh, The fire was caused by power lines. Oh, and then there's another note. Uh, Hillary Clinton has been uh, downgraded to a bitter old woman who will never be the president. That just came across. She's no longer a force of nature. She's just a bitter old lady who's never going to be president. Uh, Dick Morris joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you today? Good. I've been waiting for them to call a hurricane after Hillary. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They did. Well, she's she's done a lot of damage, uh, certainly, than most hurricanes, Dick. There's no doubt about yep. that. And she's never been held accountable for it. So um, let, let me ask you, I want to start with the headline today. Uh, this is from uh, Bobby Miller, the New York Post, Ramaswamy's foreign policy roulette. And he apparently yep. uh, uh, stepped in it a little bit and showed his uh, naivete, I guess, with regard to foreign policy. And I know you've been talking about this. He also talked about getting rid of uh, military aid for Israel. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Dick. Yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> whenever a neophyte gets into this game, um, sooner or later it shows, like with uh, uh, like with DeSantis when he said that Ukraine and Russia were just a territorial dispute and the U.S. had no vital interest in it. Uh, Ramaswamy just made a rookie mistake. He looked at the aid to Israel and he says $3.3 billion a year. And he said, well, they ought to stand on their own two feet. Let's reduce that. And and he said, let's reduce it so it's more nearly approximate to their Muslim neighbors. Now, 
first of all, we have to understand that that $3 billion a year is a treaty commitment by the United States. And not formally in treaty, but in effect, at the Camp David Accords in 1878, uh, Carter asked Israel to accept really un- undefensible borders, um, giving away the Golan Heights, giving away Gaza, and, and giving away a lot of the West Bank. And uh, Israel said, okay, we'll do that, but we want a guarantee from the U.S. of $3 billion a year in military aid so that we can compensate for that. And they said, yeah, we'll do that, and we'll give the same amount to Egypt. Now when Ramaswamy comes along and says, let's, let's not do that, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's really undermining the whole basis of the peace accord in the Middle East that has stopped invasions of Israel for 50 years. Uh, and then he completely ignores the fact that the technology that Israel is developing with our aid is vital to us. They developed the Iron Dome which is the basis of our missile defense and of theirs. And, uh, and it's, it makes the, the, the Star Wars initiative viable. And uh, it's very important. Well, and, I... And the other I, thing he said, I, and then the other thing he said, which is just as nuts, is he said that he's been campaigning to get us to replace Taiwan at the source of semiconductors. Taiwan makes 80% of the world's semiconductors. He said, I want to develop our own domestic industry, which is cool. But then he said, once we do that, we should terminate our defense commitment to Taiwan. Oh, it's not in our strategic interest, and the hell with them at that point. And uh, you can't just give away the freedom of 30 million people. And uh, it is just incredible that he's taken these two positions. I don't believe it's ideology. I think it's stupidity. I think he just doesn't know the world. He's no you know, listen, Dick, he's, thir- he, he, he's 37 years old, and nothing against 37-year-olds, but I'm going to tell you, as somebody who's 20 years his senior, <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't think clearly uh, enough, I felt, uh, as, a, as an adult, to even venture into talk radio until I was 50, uh, because, uh, you know, your mind develops very nicely. You've got to get, uh, get uh, some experience. This, this, to me, sounded like somebody who failed at a United Nations uh, model, United Nations summit at, at a school that, that somebody would bring this up. And, and this to me showed, and nothing against Ramaswamy, he's a very smart guy, just not ready to be the president of the United States. And president of the United States is not a good place to roll out some theories that you talked about in model United Nations. And I'm not sure he's old enough and mature enough to cross the street <laughs> on his own, uh, yeah. the president. Uh, these were both really rookie mistakes. I mean, the Israel thing, can you literally say that there's an equivalence between Israel and the Palestinians and we should give them the same amount of aid, uh, or Syria and Israel, or, um, or Saudi Arabia and Israel? Um, Israel is the linchpin of our posture in the entire Middle East. It's the only viable democracy there is, and it's the uh, a staunchest and best ally. And to say you're going to cut the aid to them, uh, it's, it's just, it shows that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, it's... You're uh, going to cut off aid to Taiwan when China's circling Taiwan and doing air flights over it every day, invading their airspace. That's just plain irresponsible. I mean, that, that literally tells China, go ahead, guys, invade. What did you think of Ron DeSantis uh, calling Trump supporters empty vessels? Did he uh, step in it as badly as Vivek this weekend? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of the uh, Ryan, uh, Congressman Ryan, the uh, yeah. you know the, the drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> we yeah. filled our heavenly vessels with Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, uh, nice. Yeah, it's, nice. It's 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 crazy. I mean, look, uh, these guys are simply not ready for prime time. No. And you ask, and you ask anybody, do you think there was another human being on God's earth? that would be able to put up the stuff that Donald Trump has and come out alive, much less ahead. Uh, I mean, the courage it takes and the guts it takes to do that is incredible. And these other guys are amateurs compared to that. And also, I might mention this, Dick. Um, the the positive about Trump and his life experience and his business experience is he gives these people what for. For the first time in our history, we normally kowtow and kiss their butts like Janet Yellen does now and, and Joe Biden does now. But Donald Trump never did that. Donald Trump understands the art of the deal. That's what it made him so effective. I want to ask you this, Dick, because I've I mentioned this about a week ago. Uh, we've got four indictments with a possible fifth coming down in Atlanta. Or yeah, in uh, uh, is it Florida? The next one um no, no, Arizona, Arizona. So I say that every one of these indictments is uh, more evidence that the federal government, the DOJ, working with Jack Smith, is actually the ones, are the ones conspiring one another to bring uh, these indictments at the same time to affect the 2024 campaign. Would you yeah. agree that this is something that legally needs to be looked into? Go ahead. I think, I think it's collusion. I think they're delaying the prosecution to have maximum impact on the 24 election. They've had the facts of this thing for three years in each of these cases, and they just chose to wait to bring it until now. But it's backfiring on them because they're not going to get any of these to trial before the 24 election. And Donald Trump can be convicted of nothing before the 24 election because of that. And Biden will be impeached. And you'll have a guy who's been indicted against the guy who's been impeached. And the voters will say, the hell with it. I'm going to vote for the one that I think was the better president. And Trump is going to win. Do you think, I, I still don't think Biden's going to make it through the race, to be quite honest. And I think every morning the Democrats wake up in a flop sweat, realizing that Joe Biden is the uh, their candidate. And also you see things like this weekend, Jake Tapper admitting that uh, Joe Biden took money from China and Donald Trump never did anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I what? Think, I think you're wrong, Rob. I think this you think so? Why? This is all an act. You remember okay. being the chin gigantic? He was a mobster, and he was under indictment, facing indictments and conviction in jail time. And he wandered around Greenwich Village in his terry cloth bathrobe and slippers, so he could convince people he was insane, so they wouldn't send him to jail. That's Joe Biden. Uh, really? Okay. Needs, All right. Yeah, he needs this job because he needs the broad money. And if he doesn't control this job, China will tell everybody what they did. Uh, after a while, the guy who's paying the bribes owns the guy who's collecting the bribes. And uh, and I think that Biden is faking this uh, because he wants because he does not want to be put on the stand and does not want to have to be a witness and wants the vote of the uh, of the of the, those who have poured their hearts out to the handicapped. In his case, I think it's phony. 
I, I will. I'm going to tell you right now, I am a, uh, a big believer in you. I've read your book, uh, The Comeback, and, and, and I think uh, at the return, I should say. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think Joe Biden is faking this, and I think he is by hook or by crook going to be removed as the candidate in 2024 and as the president and replaced. That's just me, though. We will, we will see. Let me ask you about your prediction in the return about Donald Trump returning to the White House. Do you still stick by all of that? Oh, and and what is, has anything changed? And if anything, has it has anything strengthened your resolve to believe that? Yeah, of course. You look at the fact, look at the polling. Uh, he's, uh, he's, what, 30, 40, 50 points ahead of any other Republican. Uh, he's two to four points ahead of Biden. And that's charitable. It's probably more like six. And, uh, and he's taken all of the crap they can dish out. And he's still standing. And every hour brings new revelations about Biden. And, uh, and the stuff that Trump's accused of is nice in the history book. Did he do it or didn't he? The stuff that, he did, that Biden's accused of and did actually has tremendous impact in undermining our national interest. Why did he go so easy on China over COVID? Why didn't he demand an investigation? Why didn't he impose sanctions? Why didn't he impose other retaliations? Why is he sitting back now supinely while China is ousting the dollar as the global currency and trying to replace it with the BRICS currency of these countries. Why does Biden do nothing when China says to an American firm, if you move here, we, you have to put a Chinese guy on the board of directors and give him 51% of the stock, the worst arranged marriage in the world. Why yes. does he do all that? The answer is he's bought and paid for. It. Of course. And of we course. are witnessing the results of that. And that's what this whole campaign is going to be about. It yeah. won't be about what China did for Biden. Be what Biden, Biden did for China. Let me ask you this about Donald Trump and a possible running mate. You know these things much better than I do as far as who you want to bring into the campaign because they have uh, coattails people you know, that, that, that bring uh, states, voters, and regions uh, versus what I believe is the most important, and that is somebody who is an America first candidate through and through and would never uh, forsake that. What is more important and who's on your short list? Well, I think obviously Trump is only going to do an America First candidate. The idea of balancing a ticket doesn't doesn't occur to him, and he wouldn't want to do it. Um, I believe, though, that it's not going to be somebody that helps him win or carries a key state or something like that. This is more like a marriage counselor. Yeah. You need somebody that gets along with Donald Trump, which is no tall task, no easy task, <laughs> and somebody who can keep up with him and someone yes. he can relate to. And, you know, Trump, if Trump has one big weakness, it's that he's a lousy judge of people he appoints. Well, he sits with them and he in- interviews them. And he does all the talking, and they say, yes, 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 yes. And they walk out of the meeting and he says, this guy's really brilliant. You know, he's got a great mind. And all he did was, yes, Trump. And I'm worried about that. And yeah, I hope that yeah. he picks somebody who, who is uh, strong and aggressive and able, not somebody to balance the ticket. Yeah. Do you think um, any minds, uh, any any people come to mind? I, I I keep people telling me, hey, how about Christy Nome? I look at uh, people like even Larry Elder. I was kind of thinking about Vivek Ramaswamy, but uh, you know he's got to grow. He's got to go back in the oven for a while uh, before he's done. In uh, anybody comes to mind that you're like, hey, this could be pretty good, or you know, because no. I, I know that nobody in particular. No, and 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 come on, you know, you're the the test you got to put these these guys through. That these men or women through is extraordinary, and to the extent, I mean, twisting no M, okay, but what's being governor of South Dakota? You can do that in your sleep. Are we kidding me? 
Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, like, like governor of Alaska. I mean, that's a qualification for president. And come on, give me a break. All right. Wow. Wow. All right, Dick Morris. Well, I appreciate you uh, you talking to me. Um, you know, we'll see. But do you think that, that another indictment is coming down? Oh, the answer to that question is always yes. It is. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, when yeah. when Trump was on his way to be arraigned in Miami, he yeah. called me and I said, he said, how am I doing? I said, great. Get arrested again and you'll go up another 10. <laughs> and he did and he did. I know, I know. All right, Dick Morris, it's always a pleasure to, to see you. It's always good to see you on Newsmax as well, and I hope to get, talk to you again soon, okay, my friend? Thank you, Rob. Perfect. All right, very good. That's Dick Morris. Uh, the, uh, the Return is a uh, great book, and you should go to uh, Newsmax.com for details on how to get a free copy of that. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Well, you heard it first. Dick Morris says that Joe Biden is faking his dementia to get sympathy. I don't agree with that, and I'm going to stick by my guns and say he's not going to make it to the uh, the race and uh, be the candidate. Uh, just because, you know, I've had many elderly relatives uh, come to live with us when I was a kid, and uh, dementia doesn't get better. So there's that. Um, Maui County Mayor has no idea how many children are missing 11 days after the Lahaina uh, in Forno, by the way. And Joe Biden is visiting there today on his way to a vacation. Here is the mayor. Uh, and, and i got to tell you, these people need to be charged criminally, even though the governor of Hawaii has said they won't be charged. There will no be criminal, no criminal charges. Bull crap. He has no say in this whatsoever. Here is the mayor, Mayor Richard Bisson. I don't know. Yes, you do. How many children are missing? You know. I knew the answer to that. I would be happy to answer that. You have no estimate as to how many children are missing? I guess we can end this right now, if you guys want. This is one of the biggest questions that the people of Lahaina have, but you don't want to answer. It always takes one or two to ruin it for everybody. Well, we can say that about you. You've ruined it for everybody. Alan uh, Stein of uh, the Epic Times wrote this headline after wildfires Maui residents lose faith in government, lose faith in government, gain faith in humanity. It's because the uh, government has really just screwed them over. One thing you may notice in some of the coverage is drone footage above Lahaina and a uh, uh, four lanes of traffic along the oceanfront with cars uh, lined up there. Most of the people in those cars died in those cars. There were families trying to escape the flames. The uh, person in charge of the uh, emergency response on uh, Maui resigned, citing health problems last week. This is Tulsi Gabbard, presidential candidate, former presidential cabinet candidate, uh, member of Congress. And uh, the, the director, before he resigned, said that he didn't sound the, uh, the alarms that people could hear because he thought they would misinterpret it as a tsunami alarm and run to the fire, which I called absurd last week. I called both on that, and uh, hearing that response Whoa. really pissed me off. It really pissed me off okay. because of, of a couple of reasons. He's the Department of Emergency Management Director. Why did it take him, what is it, eight days for him to show up in front of the media and answer questions? He should have been the first guy out there when this thing happened, answering questions, fielding concerns. It took him eight days to show up at that podium and show his face to the public, number one. Number two, we have a highly sophisticated alarm system across the state of Hawaii 
because of our proximity to hurricanes and tsunamis and uh, all sorts of different natural disasters, we right. know that if it's a tsunami, we get days warning. If there's an earthquake in Japan, they say, hey, tsunami alert, a tsunami may be headed your way. That, that didn't happen, and we're smart enough to know that. These alarm systems are used in the case of any form of natural. Yeah, and so the uh, the Democrats and the left are going to do their level best. They've already tried to blame this on climate change. It's a lie. It was caused by fire. <clears throat> it was caused by electric wires on dry brush and mismanagement, and also the equitable sharing of water. So Green New Deal nonsense. Hawaiian Electric focused obsessively on renewable energy while only spending two hundred forty-five thousand on on wildfire safety. This is going to result in some people being charged, but I want to focus on the people who are suffering and those who have died, and that's what I'm going to focus on from here on out. Let's take a break, come back, and wrap this up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. If you get a chance to listen to the podcast, including Nick Morris, saying that Joe Biden is faking his dementia... Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you guys. We are winning. I'll see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, don't catch the stupid. See you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.